I was like, look, I don't have my passport. Any chance I can get on this flight? And they just laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <Yeah. laughs> Hey crew, today on In The Sticks, I have my very good pals, Drew Agenbach and Abby Francis on the show. This episode was actually recorded a little while ago, although it is all about breaking down Drew and Ab's monster of a trip throughout Europe last year. I think Drew and Ab said that they hit 19 countries all up which meant we had so much to talk about. And because of that, I've actually decided to break down the episode into two parts. So there's a part A and a part B. What I loved most about this monster episode with Drew and Abs was how real and honest it was. Don't get me wrong, 99% of their trip was freaking amazing and they had an incredible time. Although with traveling, it's not always sunshine and roses and Drew and Abs were good enough to let the listeners in on a few times where things didn't go right for them, um, which I was very grateful and it was nice to, yeah, nice to be a bit more authentic when it comes to the, the full perspective of, of a trip. For part A of the episode, the three of us start by dissecting Drew and Abby's experiences living and working in the UK. I really do feel that we cover off all bases here. We talk about the process of getting a visa, uh, choosing which city to settle down in, finding work, finding somewhere to live, Um, Yeah, I just think it could be a really valuable episode because I know working and living over over in the UK is very common for us Aussies. Uh, Two of my good friends I know at the moment are in the process of getting over there to to experience some some UK life. Uh, The other two countries that we talk about at length on this episode are Switzerland and Norway. These are two countries that I was thrilled to chat about. Um, they're very different to Australia, and more importantly, they haven't got much airtime on the pod to date. Uh, anyway, to the episode. Uh, enjoy, my friends. Welcome to In The Sticks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. How are we, my friends? You were just telling me you lucky buggers got a day off today. Yeah, RDO for myself. Every second Monday, got the day off, so... It's good to nice line long weekend. together. You went, yeah. for a, you went for a skate, Drewski. I did, believe it or not, trying to get back into it. One of my mates from Tassie, he, um, he's right into it, so good way to catch up with him. Yeah, of course. That fits you bowl, so... Love that. I reckon I'd be absolutely no chance at doing anything. Yeah, no. Did, I'm you, not, did I'm you skate growing up, did you? A little bit, yeah, a little bit Yeah, when I was growing up. But I've been touching it on and off for the last oh, five years, but never enough to get back into it. So yeah. just get slightly back into it and then give it up again. So. Yeah, I think it, that's similar with me and playing the guitar. Like it's something you do when you're younger and you, you have little, little stints at playing, but 
it's tough to to pick back up. Yeah, yeah for sure. You've got to keep at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, my friends, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. It's been it's been a while in the making, hasn't it? Yeah, um, we've, we've been speaking about it for months. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been speaking about it for months, but we've had a few reschedules along the way. Yeah. Mainly yeah. me, but um, <laughs> I I can't wait to to have this chat today. You guys did a pretty cool trip last year, didn't you? Yep. Um, yep. it wasn't. It wasn't one of those four-week Euro types of trips where you, you hit six countries, 20 cities within Mad a short sprint. amount of time. You did a real motherfucking Euro trip and I, and I can't wait to, to get into it. Um, how many countries did you do? Because I think you're the biggest discussion that we've had on In The Sticks by way of amount of countries. So how many did you do? Yeah, we managed to get 19 crossed off in yeah. seven months, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> 19 is yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah, so we did pretty well, pretty proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it, my friends. So as I like to do, t- I want to first touch on the lead up and the preparation and the planning. So how far out from getting on your flight did you start preparing and booking flights and doing that type of thing? Um. Jeez, we would have booked flights months, months and months before. It was definitely, definitely. So in you the went works. March of last year. Yeah, March, yeah, twenty twenty two. We booked our flight. We didn't really have much planning at all. All we okay. kind of knew was our lease was ending in Brunswick. Um, we were like, we want to travel. We're not going to renew our lease. So we were like, we've got to book a flight within the next two weeks of moving out of our house because we're. Kind of homeless now. <laughs> um, quit quit my job, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it. We just looked for the cheapest date of a flight and headed on our way. Yeah, yeah. but so sort of months before you knew that you were doing a big overseas yeah. trip to. We knew to we Europe. wanted to, yeah. Yeah, but so we, the the twelfth the twelfth of March was the end of the lease. Okay, so we we're like, oh, we'll aim for around then. Yeah, um, and I think we snagged a flight on the fifteenth of March. I think it was, which is. Perfect. Like of course. Three, three days at mum and dad's and then off we go. You shoot off. Um, so, yeah, there was only real preparation was really for me to sort of visa out. Yeah. Because Abby's, yeah, <laughs> she's got her citizenship over there yes. in, uh, in England. So I had to get a working visa, which I didn't realise was a fair lengthy process. So I, I left it to a month before we were leaving to sort out my visa. How long would you typically need? Um, poor. More Longer than, than that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the killer thing was, I didn't realise, is you have to give them your passport while they sort your visa out and like a stamp and all that and then give it back to you. Where do you go to actually do that? So you do that obviously within Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. so it's, yeah. Like, a, it's like an office in the, in the city somewhere on Swanston Street. And um, it's a bit daunting. Like you like line up out the front and this like security dude pokes his head at the door and just like shushes <laughs> you in and then you got to like like drop your hat, like your belt, like it's like custom sort of thing. Yeah. Like leave all like that sort of belongings. You go into this room and then you just say, yep, I've booked for this one and got to pay for it. And I said, I was like, oh, how long does it normally take? And they said something like, it was like 20 working days or it was, it was, I didn't have enough working days before I was leaving. No shit. And I was like, fuck, is there like a (laughs) way I can like pay to fast track it? She's like, yeah, hundred percent extra $400. And I was like, Oh, I have to. Yeah, you've got no choice. So I did. I paid the 500 bucks. And so then it was down to like 15 working days, which was like, it gave me like three days before we were going. Anyways, the day of the flight comes. You got through. Nah, no, 
Oh, and no. And that didn't come. passport. Oh. And I'm ringing them and I'm barreling them going like, where's me? The passport? morning of. Yeah. We're You're at the airport. Me. And they were saying, fuck, don't know. Like, we don't know. Like, it goes to the, the postage people. And then from then, it's like nothing to do with us. And that's like, so stressful. What were you, you would have been skitsing out. Yeah, we were sk- we skitsing. Like that's like I always say. If you need one thing before you get on a flight, it's <laughs> your it bloody passport. One hand. There's nothing you can do without that. And then like Abby was going, "Have they have they like stolen your passport? Like is this like not a legit company and this is stuff?" And then oh, I'm fucking going. To be fair, this little fuck, office is maybe just I've like been rolled here. Yeah, this little office is just like above uh, in a room in in the CBD. Doesn't look very. Nah, it's it not very official looking at all. Doesn't it's like someone's legit. someone's corner office. Like, yeah, I was like, something's dodgy's going on here. So what'd you do? Well, I was speaking. So I was at mum and dad's house, and I was like, "Fuck, what should I do?" And they're like, "Just go to the airport and see what they say." Because I didn't know who to ring or how to move a flight. Like, if we had to move it, right, right, right. So anyways, like went through. There was like a um like a service desk where you check in, and um I was like, "Look, I don't have my passport." any chance I can get on this flight. And they just laughed at me, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it sounds stupid, but I was just like desperate as. Yeah. So anyways, this, this lady helped us out. And she's like, here, I'll give you this number. She just wrote on a bit of paper. It's like um, the British Airways in Manchester. Give them a buzz, see what, see what they can say. Anyways, we're fucking passing in the middle of Tullamarine, just on the floor, sat on the floor, just like, what the fuck? Um, anyways, called him up. British as could hardly understand him. <laughs> and he's and I was told him the story. I was like, hey mate, um my passport got stolen, I told him. Like I didn't tell him that it was kind okay. of my fault. Yeah. And he's like, Oh shit, um, rada rada rada, like, I can move your flight for you. And I was like, Can you? And he's like, Yeah, of course. Oh, what a legend. And then he's like, Um, when do you want me to move it to? And he's and I just said, Oh, I'll have a new passport in two days, I yeah. said, because I didn't know what to do. And he's like, yep, no worries. And he's like, look, and he's like, and it'll be no extra charge either. Oh. So from the 15th to the 17th, it got moved. And I was like, thank God. But I still didn't know if my passport was going to come in those two days or not. Like, that was still an unknown. So I was like, fuck my life. This is hectic. Anyway, sure enough, two days later, rocked up on the morning, we were uh, flying out, and we were fucking away. That would so, have been the best feeling in the world. Yeah, so rusty start. <laughs> yeah, <Very laughs> it was a bit start. stressful straight from the beginning. So that paints a picture, yeah. Drewski, at least, isn't a big planner. Yes. You reckon? the last minute sort of operator. He sure yeah, is. Yeah, but it set the, uh, the mood, I suppose. The in relaxed, a good way or yeah, a, the, in a... If we've just if we've just managed to overcome that little hiccup at the True. start, can't be that. We'll be right. Can't be that bad. You'd probably come to the realization is like I've got my passport. This is legit all I need. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I've got the one thing that I need. I'm yeah. sorted. But it, it also made us think like even when I didn't have my passport, how sort of easy it was to like change the flight and get out of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah you Gave don't need to like hope. think it's the end. Did of you the have uh, like some sort of flexible flight that you sort of paid for that on we had absolutely not so. i booked our flights through like bloody skyscanner i got like the most budget flight i could possibly find like oh, we had no yeah okay there was nothing to do with that it was just luckily the bloke that picked up the phone was just a good bloke yeah and just helped us out amazing, amazing. yeah so it was pure luck on his end pretty much that would have been that would be nice to see a little Blue bad boy come through. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Amazing. And then so so you plan your flight around your lease ending, which is pretty cool because 
I've always thought, how do you coordinate moving out of home and traveling? Mm. And that's the way to do it, I think. You get, did you have a six month lease? Or we a had year? a year long lease. So that was the end of the year. Uh, luckily, our parents kind of offered to have a bit of our shit back at their places okay. while we were traveling. And Drew's brother's got a farm with a shipping container on it. So we moved all our furniture up there um, and then kind of just got rid of a lot of our shit. Gave everything to Savers and just, yeah, packed our bags that's and went. That's so the way to do it. Like, yeah. I thought it, I, it was it was an equation in my head that I couldn't solve. Like, mm. yeah. travel and move it out. But you just, shorter leases and if you want to do big trips, you just leave the house. Just leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose the only sacrifice is coming back to nothing, I suppose. Yeah. Like yeah. Back to mum and dad's house like you're a kid again, I suppose. You need willing, willing yeah. parents to. to yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it does suck a bit and the rental market was pretty pretty fried when we got home, so mm, mm. <laughs> that wasn't great. <laughs> but, yeah, you find a way. We worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friends, take me back. You take you finally get on your flight after Drewski gets his, gets his passport. Abs, talk, talk to me about your initial feelings touching back down in your, in your homeland. Yeah, so, I mean, like a big reason that we wanted to go back to England is obviously um, – originally from there um and I really wanted to show like Drew where I'm from meet the rest of the family see see my mates because I've still got good mates there I moved over when I was 16 so still keep in contact with a few of them and yeah we're coming up to five years together now so just really want to show him like where I'm from and like have a bit of experience with him back in my home country so I mean, it was pretty cool going back to Manchester. I was pretty excited. Um, so Manchester is where you fly. You flew into sorry. flew into Manchester, and yeah. that's sort of where you're from. Half an hour out of Manchester, okay, I'm from, which is a bit of a bigger deal in England. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's not the same as here. You'd say minutes, Melbourne. Thirty minutes here is nothing. It's same, exactly yeah. the same. Whereas in the UK, thirty minutes could mean. New accent, new people, yeah. different mindset. <laughs> yeah. Different place, yeah. <laughs> Can't get along. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty good. The first night we got there, actually, it was, I mean, it was a big, big day, obviously, a big day of travelling and stuff. But all my mates from high school organised, like, a dinner and, like, oh, a pub incredible. crawl for us. Um, so we literally touched down. I think we got to my nana's place at 5pm and they came and picked us up at about 6 Okay. So straight on the pub crawl. Boom. Yep. Straight to it. We're out till like four a.m. Pretty, <laughs> pretty big, big first day. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was how good many, fun. How many friends had come out to see you? Oh, there was heaps of people, weren't they? Oh, 20? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like everyone back from our high school. So how it was, was pretty that? cool. Yeah, yeah. How was that feeling? Especially showing Drew. Yeah, yeah, it was all cool. All your friends and where you sort of because I feel life. like yeah, we've all seen obviously each other online, I guess, and like they kind of don't even know about like I've kind of almost got like a new life that they don't even really know anything about. So like they've seen Drew online and shit, but they've never met him. Um, so yeah, it was pretty was cool. It just you kick things back off as if they yeah they literally never ended. yeah like we'd never left. It's just goes along so easy. I was a little bit nervous on the way over. As soon as I saw him, I was like. Nothing will ever change. Like same it's just, old. Yeah. Same, back to old antics. Same, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Incredible. It's good shit. So you went over to the UK to work, didn't you? Yes, yeah. Tell me about how you found work and got jobs. And so obviously Drew had his working visa and Abby is a UK <laughs> citizen. So yeah. that, that was the first step. Be Get the visa. Be eligible to work in the UK. But yeah. how did you 
Where do you find jobs? How do you do that? Um, yeah, we were staying at Abby's nan's house to start with, and yeah, which was yeah about half an hour, forty minutes out of Manchester. And I think yeah, the first thing we sort of wanted to lock in was where we wanted to live and work. That was that we didn't know yet. Um, so we were thinking yeah, either Leeds, Manchester, or London. So like ah, oh, we'll just do a few like day trips to these places to see what we like better. So we ended up going to Leeds for I think. Was it a day or just a... Yeah, we went to the Chats concert in Leeds, actually, oh, wow, with one cool. of my high school mates, which was really fun. Yeah. Uh, just straight to an Aussie Bogan concert in, in England as we soon as we got Aussies, there. Heaps of Aussies there. Nah. nah they were yeah. all English, actually. But we've seen the Chats a couple of times. It was probably the most pumping Chats concert we've been yeah, to over great. there. They nah, loved Imagine them. being a band, being on tour. Like, yeah. That yeah, would yeah. Just Unreal. Be, like, travelling's the best. Imagine playing music and travel. Exactly. Like, what Get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we did the day trip to Leeds, liked it, but we were like, we'll, we'll look at the others. Did a trip to, yeah, Manchester. It was Manchester. I think Manchester was last. Yeah. Did a trip to London first, to suss out London, because we were considering working there and living there as well. So we booked five days in a hostel <laughs> in London. Right. Which <laughs> sounds unreal, like on paper. But we, yeah, we later found out that London's renowned for really rough hostels and a lot of homeless people stay in the hostels just like the hostels that yeah everyone else would stay in right we didn't know that so we're just like yeah sweet right near king's cross station you know like this is good as london knee deep in it um so yeah suss it out if we wanted to work there or not and uh fuck we didn't last the five days it was too it was, sketchy. Yeah. It was so dodgy. So M Russell was actually there as well when we were over in London. She was supposed to stay with us a night in a night in the hostel as well. We ended up having a thumper though in yeah. London. So we were out all <laughs> night, didn't stay in the hostel, got the train straight home the next morning. It was that bad. So over it. Just but, and then did that put a sour taste in your mouth um, towards London in general? Towards 100%. London for sure. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yep. just not for us. I think. Like I say a lot as as being English, the people in London are very un-English. Like very English people are very like talkative, say sorry a lot, like all of these kind of things. Yeah. London's just not the same. Okay. I'm like, you're not English. It's just not that same you don't friendly, have, yeah. friendliness, yeah. personality. Yeah, exactly right. And it's just like, just wasn't what I wanted to show Drew. Okay. Yeah, not like the England that I wanted to show him. I was like, this isn't this isn't right. Like, no. it's not it. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. So how did you arrive on Manchester and what was the appeal to Manchester? Yeah, that was the next trip we did. Mm. And oh, similar to Melbourne, to be honest with you. We just sort of... How? In what way? Uh, oh, lot, lots into their fashion. A lot of, oh, cool. Uh, which is good to see. Cool cafes, cool bars. Lots yep. of young people, lots yeah, of uni yeah, yeah. students living there. Because I think Manchester is one of the like got the most unis like around that area. Yep. Yeah, so right. everyone's around our age, and I had a few mates from back home that were like studying in Manchester and stuff as well. Um, that was like recommending us places to go, where like best suburbs to live around there and stuff, which was pretty cool because like we had a bit more of an insight. And I had been there a lot when I was younger because that was my closest city to home and I always loved it there. Right, okay. Um, my mum's originally from there and my nana's originally from there. So, like, yeah. The writing was on the Yeah. <laughs> a lot of definitely. background there. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely our place. I would definitely recommend it to anyone. So, tell me about finding a place to live. How did that work? Yeah, so pretty much um, one of my mates, he's in uni over there. So, he was telling us about, like, 
how to find a share house over there where all the students live and everything. Um, and pretty much we just went on this website. A bloke was actually moving to Paris for three months and we were just like, that is spot on. Fingers crossed we get this place. So we went around to their house, um, knocked on the door. This girl, Abby, she's also named Abby. She's very Scottish. Okay. <laughs> Opens the door. She's just a whole barrel off, like straight from the get-go. Like she was just a pisser. Um and literally, as soon as we met her, we were like, yeah, this would be this a great place house. to live. Like, these people are so nice, showed us around. Um, and we are just like, we'll move in. Let's do it. Incredible. Yeah, we're happy to go. How, how many people were living there? It was 10 of us all up. So ten. it's a huge it house. A big. Four-story house. It was fucking massive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, nowhere that we've ever – like, not a house I've ever been in before. Um, but, yeah, like – Super cool, good layout, massive how, rooms. Well, but then how good's that in terms of meeting people? Like mm, you're living with perfect. ten new, ten new friends that all you around can, your age. Can show you the way and yeah. tell you what's good and, and what's not good, and yeah. straight into it. Like that's probably yeah. the hardest thing. Or not the hardest thing, but it's one of the main things you want to look for when you're traveling for a long amount of time. Just finding local people, and you just yeah, for sure. Of course, abs from there, so like, yeah, it's that element, but. I I'm think, sure like, cool. it's pretty cool, like, in terms of living and working in a different country is a lot different to just travelling there. Like, making a group of mates that you're only, like, being as close as we were to those mates and only being there for three months is pretty unreal. Yeah. Like, it's cool to be able to meet people and get that close that quickly and have that friendship that we now have with them. Amazing. Because, yeah, like, you, you're living with someone, you're with them 24-7. Um, yeah, it's just a cool did, friendship. Did the people you meet over there sort of make the trip? Not just in Manchester, but like the people that you met overseas, was that a big part of, of what's yeah. good about traveling? For yeah, you guys? yeah. I, know I reckon you, we've had you like just like before we got into the podcast, you were telling about all these different people you met, yeah, the train and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain yeah, we we found ourselves a few times talking about just like listing the people that we met, and like it just goes on and how on and good on. everyone was, and like the experiences we had from just. Honestly, as much as, as safe as you can be with it, blindly trusting people that go, come with me, I want to show you something. And you're like, yep, all right, I'll do it. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Why not? And it's, yeah, ended up good for us, I guess. Yeah, um, Yeah, so there's been a lot of times where we just were like, what have we got to lose? Let's do it. I'm sure you've, yeah, you've, you know it better than us. Yeah. You live here. I'll yeah. trust you. We'll go with you and, yeah, you show me the Show, show me, me the, the ropes, way. yeah. So I guess the last element to, to Manchester living was the, the working element. So you, mm. how'd you get a job? Um, so I think we were still living at your man's house at the time. Yeah. And we were just looking on. Indeed, I think, something. Indeed, that was it. Just like at work. It's like a, uh, yeah, just like a job website. And um, yeah, hospitality jobs, just like bartending, waitering, just whatever. Like that's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I sort of, we both had never sort of done work like that. So we were like, Fuck, I want to do that for a little bit because I don't know about abs, but I'll probably be doing the same job for the rest of my life. So I want to do something a little bit different. Um, and yeah, we're looking at these Indeed, Indeed, um, this website. And I think I called a place, which ended up being the place. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, I reckon I could chat to the manager. And they're like, oh, not today. Maybe call back on Thursday or something like that. And I was like, okay, no worries. That, that didn't sound very yeah. good. <laughs> five minutes later... Got another call. And then it's, it's like, oh, I'm the manager from the Blues Kitchen who you just called. Are you Australian? Oh. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, sweet ass, mate, come in for an interview on fucking Friday or whatever. I was like, no way. Was he an Aussie dude? 
He'd lived in Australia for a little bit. Oh, so, and he'd worked in Melbourne. So oh. it ended up working out pretty well. So, and then, yeah, I went for the interview and it was just straight in, which was cruisy for yeah, me. Yeah, they were bloody breezy. Yeah, pretty much. We, I, I just walked into a bar that I kind of liked the look of. Um, I said, did the same thing. I was like, is there a manager available to chat to? Sat down with him. Literally was just having like a normal conversation. Was not speaking about work at all. He was just asking me about my trip, what I'm planning on doing. And then he was just like, ah, oh, uh, what do you, what do you want to do here? Like, what job do you want to do? And I was like, I'm easy, whatever. And he was like, All right, um, well, you seem really nice. You've got a cool accent. Can you start on Monday? Uh, and I was like, Sure, <laughs> absolutely. So it was an absolute breeze for for both of you. Is it is it the Aussie fact? I mean, I I hear it a lot that I don't know what it is, but Australians we got seem the charm. <laughs> Well looked after when they travel. Is that what happened with you guys? Certainly yeah. with you, Drewski. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I reckon. I wasn't yeah, given away sure. that I was English in that in that time yeah. frame. I was like, "Yep, that's Australia. it. <laughs> I'm Australian." No, I'm an Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They they love it. <laughs> they love the stories. So how how long were you in Manchester for, and living there, and working, and earning money, and then spending it all straight away? Yeah. <laughs> how, was that, how was that period? Yeah, we were there for three months all up, I think, in Manchester. Yeah, three, three and a half. Yeah, like just over three months. Um, I think we ended up there like slightly longer than we thought. Um, but then we did like a couple trips while we were in England as well. I went to like Edinburgh and stuff, um, okay. which was pretty cool. Went down south uh, of England as well. So we did a bit of travelling in the UK while we were working there as well, which is good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think we did three months all up. Was that always a plan or... Uh or how did it work? Did you get to a point where, like, oh, you felt you'd, you'd ticked off that box and you were ready to see the rest of, of Europe? Or what was running through your, I think your head at, at I, that time? I think I was definitely getting sick of the work. Like, okay. I, I would probably work too much, to be honest with you. Um, how, how much would you work within a week, typically? Oh, I was doing, like, five days, but, like, like 10-hour shifts. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and heavy. And, like, yeah, there was, like, five 5.40 to... Yeah, four in the morning, some shifts were. Okay. Like large. Yeah, yeah. And like, you just like, shots of Jim Beam, the manager would be giving us and stuff like that, like just to keep you going. Like, yeah. it was brutal. Yeah, okay. It was real brutal. So that's why, yeah, the few little trips in between were good. We had to have um, a bit of a respite. Because literally, because you're already there, you're working till three in the morning, you're out, you're already at a bar. Yeah. You got free booze from work. Just drinking twenty four seven. You got to give you <laughs> give me a bit a, of a rest. There's probably not a lot of, of daylight and nah. nice walks to the park that that happen no, at that point in time. Not. <laughs> definitely not. We explored the pubs a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> so you just got sort of over that that lifestyle and thought that yeah, and like I was, I reckon I lost like five kilos. Right, a okay. fair bit for not a heavy bloke already. Yeah, yeah, I was a stick. Yeah, you. So, I remember you saying at the pub and you. Probably don't mind me saying, but even mentally, you sort of got to a bit just that sort of yeah, 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 that sort of type so. of uh, type of life. Yeah, and I mean, I loved it. It was like the best fun ever. Yeah. I reckon the yeah the thing that got me the worst was um we went to the the cheese roll festival. Okay. And yeah, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a <laughs> once a year festival in uh, Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. I always yeah. fuck up the name. Um, which is sort of probably an hour north of London, sort of in the middle. And it's like this old school, vi- almost like Viking prehistoric like thing that goes on. And they just roll a massive block of cheese down this past 45 degree grass hill. It's probably like 200 metres long. 
And then, yeah, just a group of blokes <laughs> and birds just roll after it. And whoever hits the bottom first wins the roll of cheese. How big's the hill? Like, massive. Oh, oh mate. It is the like steepest thing ever. You can barely stand on it. Like, when you're standing on it, like, you've got to do, like, full leg spread to try and hold yourself still. Yeah. Like, it's that steep. Like So, no so way. steep. And, like, bumpy. Like, it's not like a nice grass hill. It's not maintained that well. And it's and just a single roll? or Ah, uh, they do... Th- Three or four. So, so do, yeah, blokes raced, girls raced, and a mix raced. Okay. Yeah, and then literally like an arty race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh. right. And there's a bunch of rugby players that catch you down the bottom. Oh really? Because you're going flying that far down the hill that they've literally got they to like grab you to stop you. Barricades. Literally. That's it. Yeah, because otherwise you just go flying. And there's like fucking ambulances lined up at the bottom, ready to go. Because we got there a little bit late. Oh, so, so it's hardcore. It's oh, it's hardcore. like a dude broke his leg in the first race and he was rushed to hospital. Oh, my goodness. And uh, it's just nuts. And so my plan, I was always like, even like from years and years ago, I used to watch the videos in slow-mo. It's funny as. Okay. It's and I was like, shit. I have to do this one day. Like, And then I was there and I was like, fuck. And I didn't do it. I just I just fully pulled out because I was just like skinny and I was like half you crook half sick, the time. Yeah, because we just, just weren't eating. Just because I was living this like brutal lifestyle. Yeah. And run bit, down yeah, yeah run down yeah and i was just like a bit flat on myself and not doing that yeah which sort of which sort that of, sort of let you know that your fuck. time was done yeah i reckon that was that was a big run. point Even though for was myself incre- like what a time so yeah. Yeah. Unreal. From yeah and experiencing that life yeah you yeah. worked out that but yeah i think that's just it's just the british way of doing it to be honest with you <laughs> like they just do that for forever yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. the three months that we did it like, we were just doing it with all of them, and they just, they live there, that's what they do. Yeah. But yeah, after three months, we were like, fuck, this is intense. We need to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it was good. Earning, earning bug roll money, which is, which is good, because yeah. the Australian wages are obviously quite good. Um, but yeah, we sort of said when we were in England, we were like, all right, let's not dip into our savings, because we saved a fair bit. And um, we were like, all right, we won't dip into our savings, we'll just, whatever we earn, that's what we'll spend when we're in England, when we were living there. See, I think we're on like £9.15 or something an hour. Both of us are on the same, which is 16 or 17 Australian bucks. Yeah, not, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot at all. And yeah, so we got paid weekly. Um, and yeah, if Abso was only doing maybe three shifts a week or whatever, fuck, it's fuck all. It's not. It's a, nothing. Yeah. And you've got to pay for rent. We're as paying well. for rent. And I mean, food. Yeah. Yeah. And like it is cheaper over there, but. It doesn't like equal out to the wage. Nah. Like the wage is a, a lot less than they should be. And we were doing a little bit of travelling there. Like we went, we hired a car a few times and stuff to go around the Lake District and stuff, which was, yeah, pretty expensive. Okay. <laughs> bit harsh on the wallet from mm. the old English wage, but. Yeah, the sort of story went was um, everyone would get paid on, let's say, a Thursday. And like the bar, the bar that I was working at, so everyone would get paid on a Thursday. They'd have no money on Thursday. Yeah. That's just how it worked. <laughs> so all the boys would knock off or if we weren't working, we'd go to the bar we were working at because we could just sort of rack up a tab of <laughs> whatever whatever amount without any stress. So there'd be six of us. And this would go with any workplace. There'd be six of us around the table just getting this bar tab as high and as high as we could. <laughs> Racking it. And then midnight struck, everyone gets paid. <laughs> Bang, pay our tab and then we're out of the joint. <laughs> And that, that that's your money like, for the week Every Thursday that would go on Oh my goodness And that's the British way Or is that just in Manchester or that's 
It was definitely oh. the the <laughs> kind of work we were in hospitality with all the uni students. I guess that was the uni hospo combo. It was just. But how how simple is life at that point in time? Like yeah. all you're worried about is. is Can I afford pay. this beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much at a, at a certain time, be able to pay you. Yeah. Pay your tab. Hundred percent. Incredible. Yeah. Um. So my friends, you. You went to 19 countries and, and 19 countries don't fit into one podcast. No. So <laughs> I'm going to give you the reins. I'm going to ask each of you to pick out a country and tell me about it. One that was most dear to your heart for for whatever reason. Abs, do you want to go first? I'll let you go first, actually. Drewski, me first. Jeez, yeah. um, I'll probably start with Switzerland. Um for a few reasons, I suppose. I'd seen it for years and years and years. And obviously, most people have seen photos of it. Stunning. Of absolutely course. stunning. Yeah, I actually tackled it on my own. So, me and Abs just split, split ways for eight days, I think it was. Um, which was like a unique sort of experience. Okay. After being side by side for probably four months by then. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I think I have a bit of an episode in uh, Prague, I think it was. And I was like, all right. I gotta do a week on my own. Yeah, and I think that that, that sort of was relating to, um, yeah, the Manchester lifestyle <laughs> and not doing the cheese roll and that. Okay, yeah. I was like, I need to do something like for myself, like physically. Something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I didn't do the cheese roll, and that was one of the main things I wanted to do. So I was like, fuck, I need to do something. And we didn't have anything that sort of extreme, that extreme planned coming up. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go. On my own somewhere for like a week and like hike my guts out or just do something like that. Because your hiking is something that, that you I do, like. yeah, you I love do it. a lot of hiking yeah. here in Oz, don't you? So that Yeah, here and there, here and there. So, um, but especially over there, I was trying to do as much as I could. So, yeah, hit up Switzerland after uh, Italy, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think we split ways in Lake Como. So I took off, yeah, pretty much north, northwest up to uh, Switzerland and Abby cruised down to Rome, I think it was. Uh, went to Cinque Terre first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell, talk to me about, about Switzerland. What's, why is it so incredible? Why was it so um, amazing not, for you? Is it the scenery? I know the scenery's Scenery. It's pretty gorgeous. much just the scenery. Yeah. yeah definitely the scenery. And um, I'd seen a bloke who had done a similar trip to, like, the what I did in Switzerland. And he did, like, a bit of a hiking guide like, if you stayed in one town, and I was like, fuck, this just looks spot on. So, yeah, booked myself into a hostel, um, which is no drama. It was actually a real nice hostel. I think it ended up being 900 Australian for the week in a hostel. Just to, just to stay, stay there. in the hostel. Yeah. That's like, I don't know anything about Switzerland, but the one thing I but do it's know, so it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that so, yeah, check out? Nine, oh, 110%. So, yeah, 900 Australian for a... Uh, yeah, a week or eight days in a like a mixed a mixed dorm. So I think it was a eight better eight bed mixed dorm. So bunk beds, either works like a standard hostel. Yeah, nine hundred for the week, which is a fair bit, of course. Um, but yeah, I was just like, nah, I don't care. Who Something cares? you need to do. Yeah, so I was just booking in hikes every single day. Um, you had did you were they guided or could you just go by yourself? Nah, I did one guided one, which was like a Via Ferrata, they call it which is like you kind of clipped into the side of a, like a wall and they're just like little horseshoe looking things sticking off the edge and you just sort of like walk along it. 
expanse so you clipped into yeah so it's like a wire the rock like yeah the wire running like across yeah yeah abs is it abseiling nah you're no. not you're not going down or up you're just going like horizontally and um, you need yeah that extra so security of yeah like it's on like a i think it was a 600 meter drop or something like that um so yeah, obviously if, if you fail you're fucked but um oh, if you fell with these harnesses you'd be a bit of strife anyways but um you just sort of walk along and it's bolted into the rock wall and you unclip one, clip it to the other side of the bolt and then clip, unclip the other one and clip it onto the other side of the wire. So you're always Whoa. attached. Was that... And I did that as a tour. Okay. Was that tough to coordinate or was nah. with a... No, nah, no, nah, it was easy. Okay. It was really easy. Um, yeah, that was, so that was pretty expensive as well. I think that was 250 franc, which is like euros for like a two-hour tour. Or you could hire the gear for like 30 franc, which is like 30 euro. Right. And do it yourself. So I did one and I was like, ah, oh, I did the two. I spent heaps of money. But now I know how to do it. So I did a few more of them. Um, and are you, are you sort of like ticking off different Yeah, Yeah, I had, I had a list. I had a list. So on all trails, it's like an app that like guides you through um, just like a map of trails. And um, I just had a list of them and I was just literally ticking them off day by day. Um, yeah, I think I did one one day, which was 24Ks all up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can only, that was probably the, the most, yeah, shagged I've ever been. Like, I was puffing. I, I didn't actually finish it. Really? Yeah, so I was just up and down and up and down, just up relentless. 24, so like 12 up. 12. Nah, nah, just 24Ks all up, but just up and down, up and down of these 24Ks. Brutal. And but is like, it, do you do, are you, do you stay somewhere at the top? Is that no, no, that's in a day. Oh. So it's a big, big Wait, day. Wait, so 24 up, 24. Nah, 24, like a loop. Ah, sure. Yeah, so um, pretty brutal. And I didn't actually finish it. I okay. ran out of water, I ran out of food, I'd run out of everything. And I just slogged it out for a few more Ks, but I ended up pulling the pin. Oh, I think it was like with a K to go, but I couldn't <laughs> oh, even really? do it. I couldn't even do it. How and do I, you like, actually pull the pin? Like you don't so, you have to just get yeah. <laughs> Well, there was, there, was a, there was a track that went sort of down the mountain. And then there was like a train that sort of could pick you up. And I just sort of guessed that that's how that would work. Okay. So I'm like stumbling down this hill because I was so ratchet. And I ended up stumbling past like a farmer's house. And I just sort of, I like waved at him. And you're and by I, yourself at this point. Yeah, I was on my own. Yeah. And I waved at him and I was like, I was pointing at his like cow trough full of water. Okay. And I was like, can I drink that? <laughs> like, but like hand signing it because I was assuming he didn't speak English. And he went, he like went, no, 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 no. And he's like, come inside, come inside. I was like, yeah, Sort of stumbled in and he's like, yeah, like showed me the tap, filled up my water bottle, had a massive glug, 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 and no English at all. And the only word he said to me was beer, <laughs> o- offering me a beer. <laughs> and I was just like, I said no, like that's how that's how ratchet I was. Really? It would have been a nice little moment to have a beer with him, but I could not think of anything worse at the time. What Do you know what that hike was called? Ooh. And is it is there like special ones that you should look out for or um, So I stayed in the town Interlaken. Interlaken in Switzerland. Which, yeah, which is it means between lakes in uh, Swiss. But it yeah, pretty much central Switzerland. Um oh, I couldn't remember the name of this hike. Real extravagant sort of names as you could expect. Mm. Um but yeah, that was yeah, probably how, and then how so how did it make it make you feel after was it did it do what it needed to do and it, did, it, it made you feel just stronger and happier about yourself yeah yeah 100 yeah i needed that little boost up for sure 
Incredible. Yeah. So you know that did the job. But then yeah, did a, did a few more hikes through it, and um, and yeah, Ab ended up linking back up. She came to Interlaken, yeah, on the eighth day, I think it was, and yeah, then we took off, took off from there mm. to Belgium, I believe. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, that'd be my highlight. Awesome, man. Probably yeah, scenery wise and um, I don't know, self esteem booster wise. Yeah, good. Yeah. Just being outside, you've, yeah, you've gone yeah, from yeah. like just working within closed doors in a dark room for yeah, yeah, three yeah. months. It's just yeah, nature. And it's it's <laughs> just touch the grass. I know. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. sounds funny talking about it. That like you go through these things on a holiday, but you fucking you do. It's, it's weird. Still, yeah, it's still yeah. live. You still got to be doing. Feel good things, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. You can sometimes get caught up in, yep. yeah, yeah. Absolutely love that, my man. Abs, what what was what what country was dear to your heart other than the UK? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like obviously a few different places for a few different reasons. Um, mine and Drew's planning was obviously minuscule. Um, we didn't really plan anything, but like the two things that we really were like, this is what we want to see was Norway and south of France. Okay. Um myself south of france and drew norway we were like we don't really care where else we go but these are like the two places we really want to go um that's mainly just been i've just yeah always wanted to go there just from like seeing all of the countryside out there just like kind of the buildings and everything that was just more of like a historical kind of thing that i wanted to see just like the scenery there the beaches there um just a bit of something different because we're in a lot of cities before that um we're in like Eastern Europe, Budapest, Prague, a um, lot of cities. So we're kind of like keen to go to the beach, wanted to see the coast, wanted of to course. see something a bit different as well. What was that town called? So we went to quite a few places in France actually. We were there for about two weeks. Um, we stayed in somewhere called Villefrance. and Ville it's France, okay. Yep. <laughs> and then we went to Azay, which is near there as well. Azay, yeah. Azay. E-Z-E. Which is really cool. So it's up actually this like town up a mountain. Oh wow! Uh, still not beach, mountain hill. Still beachside or that one's not nah. That that one's a little bit out of it, but that was really cool. Um, and then we went a little bit more into the centre to Exxon Province, which was really cool. Uh, we had a really good experience there. Actually, we ended up. Um, they've got like heaps of courtyards there where they've got all the bars and everything. Um, we kind of sat outside. Started raining one night got caught into this bar and we were with all these French people um, and they were like DJing, giving us shots and everything. So just like good experience and these people like just didn't speak English at all. Really? And we just had the best night with them. <laughs> like n- like no communication, just just fun. Just Did trying you? our best to try and understand each other with hand signs, whatever we could type on our phones. Google just translate. Yeah, just generally getting along with people without even having to speak to them. It's just like it's a cool experience. And it's nice to have people put in that amount of effort to spend time with you, even though they can't even understand you. Yeah, of like course. it's it's pretty like pretty unique experience to have people do it's that for you. Travel is the people that you meet. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. That's the most important thing. You could you could be in the most beautiful place in the world, but I guess if you together, that's awesome. But if you meet some cool people, that's going to be more beautiful than yeah, whatever that yeah. is. And I'm sure yeah, you guys. Had a few of those encounters. So tell me about Norway then. Yeah, Norway was Norway's Drew's place. Mm. So I let him do most of the talking, but it was definitely something a bit different again because we hired a van for Norway. Oh. Um, so I don't know if anyone's seen Norway on the map, but like it's literally like 
there's just water in between everything. Like you can't really, it's very difficult to get it different to Switzerland. Public transport in Switzerland is amazing. You can get anywhere you want to go. Norway is just like a whole different type of, type of landscape. Wait, so explain, I don't understand. So you, like there are islands or what do you mean there's water in between? Almost. They're called, they're called fjords. So it's like, it's like a big crack along a coastline, let's say. That goes inland, so it's like a salt water. I don't know river. It yeah. seems like a <laughs> seems like a massive river, okay. but it's salt water, and it's just like a big sort of gully that goes into the land, but it's from the ocean. So does that mean does that force you to drive more inland, or is there? Well, a you have to get ferries. Yeah. Oh, ferries. Yeah. Ferries, tunnels, oh, r- roads that are just like zigzagged up a hill that just go forever. I mean, the roads and like. Everything there are insane. Like it's nothing you'd ever see. Yeah, it's just okay. crazy. But I think getting there was just like that was a whole different thing again. Norway's um, there's like the two big cities there. There's Oslo and Bergen. Mm-hmm. Besides that, there is like nothing. Okay, um, which is really cool because pretty much we left Oslo, which was a really no- it's a beautiful, beautiful city, and then as soon as you get out of there, like there is absolutely nothing. Like there is no like pubs, shops, like nothing, absolutely was that, nothing. Was that welcomed at that stage of your trip? Or were you, cause yeah. You big cities where you were getting – We were getting a bit sick of the cities. Them. We wanted to do something a bit different. So it was pretty cool, but I was I was surprised. Like it was, it was different to see, like just genuinely like nothing there. Like okay. it was absolutely beautiful, but like – And yeah. is that where the fjords, is that the word? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. where they came into play? Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. like – you're driving along, there's like – hundred waterfalls on the on the side of the road like everything you look at you just like how is this place even real so was it the most was probably the the strongest feeling of fuck i'm not in australia yeah. Norway, or it sounded landscape wise for sure in yeah. terms of what you were visually yeah, yeah, yeah. it literally yeah. looked like a another planet some of it like we literally we did one of the hikes and we were like this like this doesn't even look like normal ground like i don't even know what we're stood on yeah like, that that hike was like a it was a hike to a boulder that was wedged in between two other boulders. So it was kind of okay. like a, I don't know, I think it formed over the glaciers or something my dude was telling us. Yeah. And um, like looking at it, it's just sort of, yeah, a boulder with nothing underneath it. And I'd say it's probably crazier in real life than the photos make it look like. And I think the guy told us that it was a kilometre drop just standing on this boulder. But the, the pretty freaky. And the, is there anything stopping you? Nah. Nah, no. you just stood on this boulder. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty intense. It was like a seven hour hike up there, was it? Nah, no, nah, it wasn't too bad that one. That one was I think it was only seven K. Oh, seven hour return. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um but that's when we were walking up there and the sun was setting when we we're walking back and there's like not a tree in sight and there's all just rocks and little rocks everywhere. Like it was like you're on Mars or something. It was wow. It was just bizarre and I think the sunlight, like sun setting on it and just like looking around, we were like, this this is just like not a landscape we've ever seen in our lives. Like this is just something something else. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That's cool another, to see. That's another thing that you you're just seeking intensely, just something that's different. Like, yeah. Something you've never I seen think, before. I think, yeah. Everywhere you've grown up loses it its novelty. So when you when you go overseas and you see things that you can't even fathom exist. It's yeah. been pretty wild. Yeah. And talking about people that you meet, we met a dude at the top of that hike from Norway and um, chatting away to him. He was yeah, real good to talk to. And we we're like, oh, what, what are you doing up here? Like, 
the sun was setting and we were thinking of getting back soon, but he seemed pretty cozy up there. We're like, oh, what are you doing up here? And he's like, oh, I'm staying the night up here. I'm like, oh, really? Like, what's the story? And he's like, oh, um, two of my mates are rock climbing this this rock wall right here, right here that you can see. And this is just like a sheer vertical face, like a kilometre uh, long, he told us. And he was just waiting for just waiting, he's waiting for, for them at like the top. Yeah, just waiting for a mate. <laughs> waiting for a mate. <laughs> at the top of this And buddy. it takes them two days to climb this wall. So they climb up, like camp the, on the night side on, the, of the wall. on the wall and then do the other, other leg of it. How can you just find someone doing... Something that wild Yeah and he literally was just like Yeah I'm just waiting for at the top Maybe Just the most casual Give them a couple of beers When they get up here Type of thing It's just like Oh my goodness And this is like The, the Norwegian people They're insane They're what crazy are, yeah, what, are the, what are Norwegians Like how do they differ To I mean, Aussie culture They're legends Lovely lovely people But I guess In what we're saying With like There is nothing there Besides the two big cities Everyone's Huge into their nature Huge into their hikes Like every Everything they do They're, they're, they're fucking good at it But like With good reason They've got The most amazing landscape And there's kind of Nothing to stop them like they only have their landscape. There's nothing mm. else there. So you you've got to be good at hiking and everything. Cause of course, that's what you've got to do. But I mean, it's a great character building and it's a good good lifestyle to have. Of course, just being out in the bush and the nature. You've yeah. got your thoughts. Yeah, me thoughts. Yeah, me and uh, Josh Carr actually we discovered it a few years ago. It's like like cliff jumping off rocks in the water, but um. And that's what me and Sorry, Josh what did you just call it? Your duts. Duts. So duts that's like is what it's called. The uh, Norwegian name for like this t- specific type of jumping off the. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So me and Josh were like, we were into it, like jumping off stuff in the water, good fun. And in Australia. Before yeah, just in Australia, and then we started seeing these videos on Instagram of these Norwegian dudes, and they're doing like just face first, like a ballywhacker type of thing, almost off these massive cliffs. And we we're like. What? Is the go with these dudes <laughs> like it's like a horsey if like you know what a horsey is like sort of yeah like open your body you up go. and then right before you go and you kind of bring your feet and your hands together. I know what you're talking about, yeah. So, anyways, that's just like an old school thing you did into the pool when you were a kid. These dudes are doing off like a twenty meter cliff just into this like ice cold twenty meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at like least freezing cold Norwegian into like waters. a half frozen lake type of thing. You're kidding. And no. is it like when you go there, are there other people doing something similar? Or well, there's comp- they there's do competitions. competitions over there. Yeah. So I we was play like, we play footy over there over here, and the <laughs> they're Norwegian. jumping off yeah. cliffs. <laughs> they're jumping off cliffs for money. Cliffs and they're like, oh, there's money involved. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And there's kids. There's like eight year old kids doing it. Like. Doing like a triple front flip to like a that's like a dudes landing. Zero's kick. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, super much. cool, super cool. Yeah, I think dudes stands for like death, death diving. diving. Yeah, okay, that's what they call it. Yeah, so but um, yeah, I think that's what actually opened me eye to Norway a bit. Just seeing these videos of these dudes doing it. Is that what uh, inspired you in the first place to get over there? Well, I think that's what made me realise what like Norway was even on the map. You okay. know what I mean? It's probably a place what you sort of don't like. realise. Yeah, and then yeah, seeing like. Yeah, just the other stuff they're doing, hikes and whatnot. I was like, fuck, got to get up there. It's Drew's company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you end up dutting? I did. I did a few. <laughs> I actually did one at one of the you competitions. Did. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I did one and then I did a few along the way. Um, oh, yeah, I did a few nasty ones. I did one where I like hung off a bridge. Yeah. And like let good. go into this ice cold water and it was flowing quick as and it was a, bit, a little bit heavy. It was a bit scary. Um, oh. Yeah, no, it was just nice cruising around in the van. Left-hand drive, which was shit. Yeah. You're the driver's seat's on the left or you drive yeah. on the left? Same drive as like America. Yeah, same as America. 
and I got a like a Ford Transit, like a big van on Airbnb actually, which was a bit okay. strange. Yeah. Um, All set up like bed and everything. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, jumped in massive van, left hand drive manual as well. So I had to do the gears with my right hand. Right. Are you a manual operator here? I can drive manual, yeah, but I've never never driven on the right side of the road or like yeah, driven a car like that. So it was a bit funny. I remember. So you f- were hold on, you were right side of the road with their steering wheel on the left. Yeah, side. just like opposite to us. Yeah, yeah. complete that, opposite. I think that was that was the exact same to what it was like in Rwanda. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Going through windy big mountains, and you're like, you turn a corner, and you're like, oh, oh shit, that's yeah, the wrong yeah, side. Right. I'm about to get into a car crash right now. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. It's like, fuck, this is alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first day, the first hour we got the van. Since there's so many tunnels in Norway. Like, your maps don't work in the tunnels. Mm. So I'm driving this massive bus on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Absa's got the maps up, but they're not working, and we're just doing laps of Oslo, the capital of Norway. And it's just fucking chaos. Yeah. The first hour. Yeah. Lots of swear words at each other. <laughs> yeah, we're getting pretty shitty. <laughs> and we end up just pulling over and just like, We're like, we need to work this in. out now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, that was unreal. So wild. On that, on that, how... How did you find, not how did you find, but do you have any tips to, to travelling as a couple? You were over there for, for seven months together. Did you, what works, what didn't I mean, work? Well, yeah, Joe and I have like lived together for a while. Like we yeah. lived together for a year before that as well. I think we're pretty, pretty good with each other. We know when to get each other's space and stuff. We kind of do our own thing when we need to. Um, I think, yeah, just be mindful that someone might want a bit of space every now and then and just give so it to them. No, so normal, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, we all we all do it. Sometimes you just want to go for a bit of a wonder on your own and that's all right. Don't don't take it to heart. It's just part of it, isn't it? You've got to gotta cop it. Mm. Got to just think, I'd probably want to do that next week too. Yeah. I, need, I need a bit of time by myself. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, yeah, make sure yeah, everyone's – Kind of doing what they want to do. You're not making it all the decisions one person and everything. Seeing everything that you both want to see. Yeah. But yeah. you yeah, seemed like you pretty aligned in what you wanted to do over there and the, the yeah. way that you wanted to travel. Exactly. Right. quite slow and it wasn't very... We're pretty oh, chill back, laid back yeah. people, I guess. We're not super high intense, and yeah. <laughs> that's why we probably get along pretty well. Of course, of course. We're pretty yeah. relaxed. Yeah. But yeah, we're also pretty lucky in Norway, something cool that we did see in Oslo. We actually caught the Red Bull um, diving competition um, oh. that was off the big museum in the middle of Oslo, which was pretty cool to see. Like, you know, the big Red Bull competition you Wait, see? Wait, is there diving like, from a plane? They were, like, there? diving off the top of this museum into this lake in, like, the city centre. Okay. It's pretty cool. It was really high up, like, professional diving, like, full, like, an Olympic kind of level. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty cool thing that we just managed to catch while we were there. Like, not planned. We were yeah. just like, ah, this is going on. So, That's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Just rolled into... Yeah, and it was just happened to be the day that we were like getting back to drop the van off. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just, that just was pretty cool. That. Yeah. And that, that, that was the night we slept in the airport on the floor. <laughs> yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> Norway was that. ridiculously expensive pretty much. We'd already paid a fortune for this van and stuff. And um, we're about to fly down to France. Um, that was our only flight pretty much the whole trip because we were training everywhere. We got interrail. Um so we were just like, we're not paying for accommodation in Norway. It's absolutely extortionate. So we just slept in the airport. But Norway is not a warm country. It was absolutely 
freezing. Cold and frosty. Yeah, so we you go, you're leaving the the next. Day. We were leaving the next morning, yeah. but 8, 8 not till eight a.m. Yeah. So we were in the airport. We probably got there at like ten p.m. And Ooh. we slept under the stairs to try and get <laughs> some warmth, a bit of cover. Yeah, it was pretty grim. There was no, like, chairs or anything to sleep on. It was just absolutely freezing cold. That's that's just part of Part, part and of parcel, you know. It could have cost us, buddy, like, $300 to not do that. wouldn't have been worth it. i tell you it. what, it's something to tick off, though, sleeping in an airport. you got to do just it. On the floor. You see everyone doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't the only ones there, for yeah. sure, so. It's, it's running the mill. 